Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Bama podcast. Luke Robinson, that's me, along with Jimmy Stein, that's him. As always, that's Jimmy, that's you. How's it going, man? That's me. Well, I wouldn't say I'm over uh, the Braves' disaster yesterday, but uh, that's just the beauty of Alabama football. I am now laser-focused on the Texas A&M Aggies, uh, a game that I believe will be the third toughest regular season game the Alabama football team will play this season. Would you say you're locked on the game? I I would say that I am locked on the game. I'm I'm, I'm excited about it because that would have been brilliant marketing. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited because we haven't played in a couple of weeks. A and M's our big challenge so far. I think it's the best test. I mean. Where are we? I, I think one of the great things here is, I mean, A&M's played Clemson. A&M's played Auburn. If Alabama is as good as Clemson or Auburn, we'll now have a measuring stick. I'm not so much into, what do they call it, transitive properties of games. You know, you did this in this game. And I used one earlier today talking to some friends about Appalachian State who had a nice win last night. You know, they beat North Carolina. North Carolina beat South Carolina. Appy State plays South Carolina. Uh, in November, and I said, well, Appy State's going to win because <laughs> North Carolina beat South Carolina and, and Appy State beat them. But I, I'm not I'm not really a big fan of, of that in actuality. But I do believe it's a measuring stick, not so much in the final scores of the games, but just in this sense, Luke, Clemson easily handled A&M. It wasn't a close game. It wasn't a blowout, but it wasn't a close game. Auburn easily handled A&M, not a blowout, but not a close game. So I think if Alabama is in the same class as Clemson and Auburn, Alabama should easily handle A&M. I'm not expecting a blowout. Uh, that 18-point spread looks about right to me. We're going to do predictions today, and my number is going to be very close, very close to the spread. So I think it's a great measuring stick. How We know we're good. How good are we? I think that's those are all very valid points, and I'm glad you mentioned predictions because I think what we'll do, we'll start out with just doing predictions. That's what Fridays are for. Just it's, look, it's time to quit doing all the uh, yammering and just get into predictions in general. So um, I, I say we start right there, and I'm I'm pulling up a top twenty-five. If my phone would co- cooperate, that'd be wonderful, uh, and I, I'll go from there as soon as. This dang phone, you should look. Siri. People, Siri. So there, there are too many. Voice do, what voice Siri. do you use for Siri? Yeah. What voice I mean, do Siri I talks use? To you as, well, what I mean is, does Siri talk to you as a male or a female? Oh, she, you, you know Siri's going to be a female. Mine's, mine's a female. American accent, or did you go foreign accent? <clears throat> oh, I did all. She speaks to me in Yiddish, and therefore we have our trouble communicating. <laughs> <laughs> mine's all right, a male. so here we go. Mine's, mine's a British male. I wanted to feel like I had a butler. Butler, I dig it. That's that's. Pr- I <laughs> well, guess that's I where you wanted that. to go with it. That was that's your voice. That's your voice. Hey, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> doubting you. I'm not. I'm not right. judging you. I'm just saying that's what you went with, and I'm. I'm all for it. Go for it, man. Let do your own thing, Jimmy. <laughs> I did, and I'm damn proud of it. Um. Okay. Top twenty-five. So tomorrow night. Very interesting yes. enough, there are two uh, top twenty top twenty five games, at least top twenty five teams involved, and one of the more interesting games on the whole docket 
to me is Virginia-Miami. Virginia, the 20th-ranked team in the country, the only loss being to Notre Dame, traveling to Miami, a team that doesn't seem to do very well on the road or at home or on a neutral site. Yet Miami is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and I can't figure that one out. When I see stuff like that, Luke, it makes me think Vegas knows more than me. Vegas knows more than everyone else because I would have told you Virginia would be favored in that game. Miami has felt like a mess lately. I think Virginia's the better team. I'm going to go with Virginia, even though Vegas is telling us to pick Miami to win the game. Vegas is telling us to do this, and they're rarely wrong. But Virginia's a better team, and uh, to me, this is a simple equation. Uh, Bryce Perkins, the Virginia quarterback, he's just a better player than the quarterback Miami's going to put on the field. Uh, Miami's a bit of a mess. I think Virginia's making a legit run of the ACC championship game where they will be beaten by Clemson. But uh, I, I like Virginia. They're just a better football team, I think. No, I'm right there with you. But I, I listen, I have gambled enough in my lifetime to know when a line is stinky, is stinky for a reason. And I also know, have gambled long enough to know that I'm still going to take that stinky bait because just like a catfish with that worm on the hook, you know, even if that catfish had been caught before and he's like, man, my lip still hurts from biting into that worm last time. Like, why is a worm even hanging out underwater anyway? I'm still going to go bite that hook. Because if you bait that trap with a stinky line, you're going to catch Luke every time. <laughs> so, yes, I like Virginia in this game. I don't know. I, I, I know why I like them. I think they're better. Miami they're better. sucks on a stick. I mean, they're terrible. <laughs> Last and, couple of weeks have so, been really bad for them. Okay. So we both agree Virginia there. Oregon, Colorado, Colorado traveling to Oregon. Um, frankly, I. It wouldn't shock me if Colorado pulled off an upset because I don't right. think Oregon's very good. I've watched them a few times since the Auburn game, and ever since the first half of that Auburn game, they just have not looked very good. They they beat up on a couple of little sisters of the poor, but when they played Cal last week, they were not efficient. They were just not good. And, They're um, not great on offense. I, yeah, which is a problem when you've got uh, potentially a top one or two pick in the NFL draft. Um, yeah. That's a problem for you. So I, I would suspect you pick Oregon in this game too, though. Yeah, I'm picking Oregon to win. I'll say this. I think Colorado is very capable. I think uh, I think for a first-year coach, Mel Tucker's done a fantastic job at Colorado. Uh, I think he's been really good. He improved them overnight, and I think he's turned Colorado into a capable bunch. If this game was at Boulder, I might be tempted to say Colorado, but it's at Oregon Oregon, to me, is really good on defense. Uh, I think Oregon, to me, looks like the Pac-12 champs in a, in a, in a watered-down league. Uh, I don't, I'm with you, Luke. I don't think Oregon is an elite team. I, I don't think they're a top-10 team at all, but I do think they're kind of a pretty good top-15 bunch, top-20 bunch, and, uh, and they're just better than Colorado, so I like Oregon at home. All right, I'm going to go try and go a speed round on a few of these games that aren't quite as interesting, but they're in the top 25 technically, like 23 Memphis at Temple. Uh, that doesn't really move the meter for me. I'll, I'll be frank, I'm pulling for Temple because I get so tired of should these non-Power 5 teams, group of five teams be included in the playoffs. You know my stance on that. I always say no unless you know they play three Power 5 teams in the non-conference, and Memphis certainly hasn't done that. Their best win, I guess, is I guess it's Ole Miss. I'm not sure, but um, so Houston. anyway, yeah, I, I, I would. I, it wouldn't shock me if Temple won this game. I'm certainly pulling for right. it. Though. 
I feel um, the same way. Uh, Temple surprise. Temple Temple better than you think, but Memphis is just a much better football team than Temple. I think Memphis wins probably closer than the experts think, but but Memphis by two touchdowns at least. Since 25 Cincinnati at Houston. It's going to be the same scenario for me. Houston, though, at two and three, their quarterback and and some other player have always already decided they're going to redshirt. I mean, this is Houston is the prime example of why this new four game redshirt thing and the transfer portal thing could be a bad idea. I'm not saying it is a bad idea. I'm saying if people want to take advantage of the system, these Houston guys seem to be doing it. Right. I feel the exact same way. And it is very similar to the other American Athletic Conference game you just brought up. I, I, I think Cincinnati, as a matter of fact, Cincinnati to me is a completely legitimate top 25 team. I think they're very good. They'll have a very good year. They'll beat Houston uh, pretty easily in this game. And I think next season we'll see Luke Fickle as a head coach in the Big Ten. No, I'm right there with you. That's he would not be a bad choice at all. Uh, Texas Tech at Baylor. Texas Tech three and two, going to an undefeated Baylor team that frankly got lucky last week to stay undefeated. But uh, Matt Rules got it. Go, I mean, you got to give them some credit. They hadn't played a tough schedule either, but they, you got to give Baylor credit considering the the mess they've been in over the last few years. To be undefeated right now is an accomplishment. It really is, and uh, I'm still not a Baylor believer. I'm not a Baylor believer just yet. Um, but I, uh, uh, so I, I'm going to go with Texas tech in an upset here. I think Texas tech's a little better than people know. I like Texas tech in the upset, but I, I, I say that just because even though Baylor has surprised everyone and Matt rules done one of the better coaching jobs in the country, uh, I just think this might be what I call a market correction game. Baylor, maybe not as good as their record, Texas tech, a little bit better than their record. So, uh, I, I like Texas tech in a market correction game. Uh, one more game before I get into my live read and we take our first break. Louisville at number 19, Wake Forest. Wake Forest very surprisingly undefeated. They did get that win over North Carolina. They beat North Carolina worse than Clemson did. I, again, the transitive property doesn't always work, but they are undefeated. They are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I like them in this game to go to get bowl eligible this week. Uh, phone broke out, up for me, right? We said Wake, Wake Forest and uh, and what's that? Uh, Wake game? Forest, Wake Forest hosting Louisville. Uh, Wake Forest okay, yeah, at, yeah, at, yeah. at five and zero. Oh. They're going to be bowl right, eligible before Auburn is if they win this game. How about that? <laughs> Pretty amazing. Wake Forest also excellently coached team. Excellently coached team. Maybe maybe uh, you know I, I I can't imagine Wake keeping this up, but they they are really well coached. Uh, I like. Wake uh, to win this game. Louisville also well coached by Scott Satterwhite. That was a really good hire. Uh, we're going to see a really good Louisville team in about three years. But but for now, yeah. I don't know that Louisville has enough to beat Wake Forest. This could be a very close game. I'll go Wake Forest by a field goal. Jimmy, if you wanted to go see any of these games we've talked about, you would go to Vivid Seats where you make a memory that lasts a lifetime. Let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to 100 smacks. MLB, use promo code POSTSEASON. Or if you're the Braves, and this is just something I'm throwing in there, I would try promo code, we ain't in the playoffs, now what? Oh, oh. <laughs> just stick the fork in. Right, we're going to take stick our, the fork in. We're going to take our first break. We'll be back with more Locked on Bama in just a second. And we're back, Jimmy. 
We're just a, a an easy segue there out of that advertisement into what we're doing right now, which is more top twenty five picks. And these Excellent. are all I'm fun. look. I don't mean any, I, yeah. I like I like doing picks. I love it. But there's nothing. Oh. There's really nothing on the line. It's it's. I know everybody's wrong, locked on Bama. It doesn't matter. Every, I, I dig. Everybody's it. locked on. Every, well, everybody's locked on Bama, but and everybody should be, but the beauty of Saturdays for me is not only do we get to focus on Alabama, but all these other great games that shape the season, shape the playoff, shape the bowl, shape the conference races. And uh, it's just fun to watch uh, all these games. I'm right there with you. Oregon, Oregon state hosting Utah. Who's ranked number 15, Oregon state did get a big win and they just slapped UCLA all over the Rose bowl. Uh, last weekend, not that that's saying a ton, but Utah is only a 14 and a half point favorite, which is a bit shocking to me. I, I think Utah certainly gets the win, but uh, that line seems low and seems a little stinky. It does. I don't understand. I'm, I'm a Utah fan. I thought Utah was a, a Cinderella playoff candidate before the season started. They have not played as well as I thought they might. They do have, they did have a surprising loss already. I, I, I sort of still like Utah to be pretty good. I, I'm not sure what's wrong with that team because they're, to me, Utah has the best personnel in the Pac-12. I think Oregon's close and Washington is close, but to me, Utah has the best personnel out there. I, I like Utah to win this game comfortably, but uh, they're not playing as well as I assumed they would. How about Hawaii at number 14, Boise State? You know, Boise State is just sort of hanging around. I mean, they're the fat dude at the party that that hangs around until the very end, and somebody's going to end up taking him home because, uh, you know, he just hung out there long enough, and eventually somebody will get desperate and drunk enough and be like, okay, yeah. And so Boise State may be the best story we know well. in one of those New York's – yeah, they'll be in one That's of those New York's – well. New York. New York, New Year's Six Bowls. God, why do I keep saying New York? What the hell's wrong with me? You told that analogy like it's something we both have a lot of experience with. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I've been the – Jimmy, let me tell you a quick story very quickly. Um, that's I know that's the de- redundancy of depart- – man, I am tongue-tied today. Department of Redundancy Department to tell a quick story very quickly. But when I was a young lad and I could not go see Space Giants or whatever – um, we had dances here, boy, girl dances, like when we were in middle school and we had a thing called a dance card. And I don't think kids do that anymore, but we, so you filled out your dance card. So whoever the hostess was, she had to try and dance with all the folks that didn't get dances. And I was one of those that never got dances. And the hostesses would always like stand as far away as humanly possible while still making contact with my shoulder and left hand so that they could still be dancing. But I'm going to tell you something. I spent a lot of times. I only got three dances usually every time I went to these things because there was usually three hostesses. And so um, I got three dances and the rest of the time I just sit around, you know, trying to pull pranks on people or, you know, just sit around and stewed in my own depression, whatever, whatever it was, um, or eating. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if you know anything about dance cards, but that's, well, I I just, I'm just not sure this forum is appropriate for your porn stories. Listen, if you did a porno of my middle school years, you would, you would wonder if this, this is a porno that could be shown on Nickelodeon because there's, there's nothing 
R-rated <laughs> about it. There's nothing PG-13 about it. That's what I um, call it. That's what I call it. My PG, my my PG-rated youth. You know, we, I guess what it could be sort of like, what was that movie, like 124 hours or whatever it was, where like the whole movie the was just rock. one guy by himself the whole time and he got stuck in a rock? That'd be me. Franco? The whole movie would just be me. <laughs> yeah, James Franco. <laughs> but it would just be me. And it would be, um, so, yeah, it'd be you stuck between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> Literally. For two uh, okay, hours. So- for t- 124 hours. Let's get to some of the bigger games. Uh, Clemson, 27-point favorite against Florida State, a Florida State team that has played better very quietly. We're all making fun of them, but they've played better. That being said, they have no chance, right? Yeah, I mean, this is me being hopeful. This is me being hopeful because I think as Alabama fans, it's we have a rivalry with Clemson. We have a rivalry. Well, we'd we do like now. Things not, we, yeah, we'd like for things not to go well for Clemson because they're an annual rival now. And because they're an annual rival, we take interest in the games and, 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 and want them to lose in the same ways that we might root against Auburn or against LSU or against Georgia, you know, who are some of our other modern-day rivals. But here's the thing. This is me being hopeful. You already said it. it you're the first. Florida State has dudes. They have dudes. As a matter of fact, I think dude quotient, they're still the second-best team in the ACC. In terms of who's got players, I mean, it's Clemson by a metric mile, and then it's Florida State. And, and I don't care that Miami's – I mean, that, uh, that Virginia's going to have a better record than Florida State or who knows, maybe even North Carolina might end up with a better record than Florida State because I don't know what the hell's going, going wrong over there. But I just know this. They have the second most amount of dudes in that league, and if you have dudes, you have a chance. So this is what I'm saying. I, I think it's going to be tight. I think it might come down to one play in the fourth quarter. I'm not a complete idiot, so I'm going to say Clemson's going to win the game. So my pick, Clemson. Can it be tight? I sort of expect it to be. And frankly, if Florida State wins the game, I'll be telling people that I'm not completely shocked just because of the dudes. Florida State has dudes. I have a couple of points here. First of all, I'm going to need somebody to explain to me if a metric mile is longer than a regular mile. I don't know that they it is. I didn't know there was a mile in the metric system. Is it there? is by it is by 15.3 inches. And oh, I God. just made I just, just made that up. Just beat it. Just beat I it. I just made that up. Um so and the other thing is, you know, for all the hell Willie Taggart has took or has taken, um, here's a chance for him if he beats Clemson. I th- I wonder if it doesn't erase a lot of the the bad yes yep. uh, uh, the the bad mojo he has had so far. You know what it reminded me of a little bit on a smaller scale, like a micro scale versus a macro scale of Ed Orgeron telling everybody all these years as part of LSU's grand scheme to always tell people this that we're going to open up the offense, we're going to open up the offense, and when they finally open it up. People are like, okay, I can get behind Eddie O now. I think Eddie O came into this season with sort of a target on his back in terms of this is a guy that could very well be on the hot seat. If if LSU looks like same old LSU, Eddie O is going to be in trouble. Well, they're not same old LSU. And same thing with Willie Taggart. If they go in there and get the hell beat out of them like everybody expects, I think – I mean, Willie Taggart's the writings on the wall. If he pulls off a victory here, he can really reverse – the way people are looking at him and people will start to say, okay, we took our lumps early, but now we see how he's going to get this thing and pull it together. So you're saying Florida state wins. I'm saying Florida state 
keeps it close just like you. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying that I'm with they do not yeah. win, but keep it close. Clemson wins, um, but it's tight. Michigan and and State, by the way, by the way, one thing as an analogy here a little bit, I'm saying Clemson in a close game. For all those reasons I just said, Florida State could keep this close. I'd say the same thing about Alabama and Texas A&M. They got dudes, and I know they haven't played as well as people thought they might and, and weren't really in the Clemson game, weren't really in the Auburn game, but Texas A&M has dudes. So watch out, Alabama. No, I'm with right. you. No, I'm with you on that. And But the, the, the counterpoint to that is Alabama has looked better than Clemson, so yes. I, I think that's probably the counterpoint there. Uh, we got to start moving along a little bit more quickly now, but Michigan sure. State at, at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a 10.5-point favorite. Um, I just don't see how in the world Michigan State musters up any offense. In fact, I could see this being exactly. a shutout. Uh, they I have no offense. A shutout, but, West, but Wisconsin probably won't score much either. They're not built to score a lot. Another big day for, for Jonathan Taylor and an impressive if he has a big day because Michigan State's defense is oh, for yeah. real. But uh, Wisconsin by two scores. How, how do you feel if you're Jonathan Taylor? Like you're putting up these incredible – video game stats, but you look around the country and their quarterback slinging it all over the field at such an incredible rate that there's just about no chance you have to win this Heisman. So you got to feel bad for him a little bit. Um, there's a new Washington back to State the fu- there's a new back there's a new back to the future movie. Jonathan Taylor wins the Heisman trophy. <laughs> On a skateboard. I mean, he, That'd be so good. Like if- <laughs> but as it is, he's running into a big dumpster full of shit like that like uh, Biff did or whatever. <laughs> What, what? Who was it? Was it Biff? Biff. What was his name? It was Biff. Was it Biff? I think Biff's right. Okay. Biff's Biff's it, Biff sounds right to me. It was. It was Biff Loman in Death of a Salesman, but was it Biff in that too, or Buff? I, think, I can't remember. It, I, I think I, that what's, movie's what's, somewhat overrated. Frankly, I, I don't. I never really got into that movie. I think nah, it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. But whatever. It's amusing. Um, I think it's more amusing than awesome. But uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's the real deal, though. What a great player. Washington State at Arizona State. Any, I mean, Washington State yeah. g- gave up a thirty-two point lead against UCLA. I mean, my yeah. goodness gracious! Come there seems on, to man. be a mess. Seems to be a mess in Spokane. You know, the defensive coordinator resigned or something. I mean, yeah. there seems to be a mess up there. And and Arizona State with Herm Edwards is such a feel-good story. I think it's. I think every every reason in the world says go with Arizona State here, but. I will use my favorite term again, market correction. I, I think Washington State has better players. I, I think Washington State's the more sound program, and Arizona State maybe has played over their heads a little bit. I, I like another market correction here. I, I think I think when the season ends, Washington State will be something like nine and three, and Arizona State will be eight and four. I mean, I think Washington State's just better by a game or two, and that's why Washington State wins this game. All right, let's talk about Penn State at Iowa, number 10 at number 17. I picked Iowa in the local paper here because this is the kind of game where they win, and James Franklin has not been good on the road against ranked teams. It's exactly the type of game that Iowa wins. This is exactly the formula for uh, for Kirk, Kirk Ferentz for years. This is the game he wins. However, I, I watched all 60 minutes of Iowa-Michigan Last Saturday, what, were you and, doing and, community and, service? Why the hell did you do that? <laughs> it was it was a brew. My eye sockets were bleeding by then. Both teams were you taking were so part in a survey? Was it? A, I think was, James Frank. I think I think Penn State is literally explosive. They got a little receiver, a lot like Waddle. He's fun to watch, and I think Penn State has 
more playmakers and they will make plays, whereas Michigan didn't. I think Penn State wins the game because they're just a, a more well-rounded team with a legitimate offense. Iowa might have a better chance scoring against Penn State than they did against Michigan, but I, I like Penn State here, but agree with you totally, Luke. This this game is basically an, a, a game Kirk Ferentz might autograph. This is just a Kirk Ferentz game that Iowa wins, but uh, I'm going to go with the team with dudes. Penn State's got dudes. They'll win the game. These are the kind of games where Kirk Ferentz earns that $7.2 million contract or whatever ridiculous contract he has. Um, USC at Notre Dame, number nine, Notre Dame. Does USC have a shot here? They're, you know, they're starting their third-string quarterback. I don't see it. I think I think with the dudes, yeah, I, I like USC's puncher's chance. Uh, I don't think they'll win the game. I, I, I think Notre Dame is good. One thing that hasn't been talked about enough it's because they lost, but Notre Dame proved at Georgia that they're a good football team. USC, although they do did, did have the one shocking win over Utah, uh, Utah's probably not as good as Notre Dame. So I, I, I think Notre True. Dame wins. I, I won't be surprised if it's close because I do like the third quarterback, Slovis. You know, in, in the first start he got, he was pretty good. Uh, I, I, I think I think USC keeps this close, but uh, I like Notre Dame to win. Slovis sounds like the Eastern European henchman that a villain in one of the John Wick movies would have. You know, like, yeah, we're going to put Slovis on John Wick and see how he does this week. You know, isn't one of like the most his first common. Name. Isn't one of the most common stories in college football a power blue blood program like USC? They got four quarterbacks, and three of them are really highly recruited, and they all end up kind of being disappointing. And the one three star they have ends up being a yeah. badass. I think that's what's happening with USC and the Slovis guy, who was a very lightly recruited guy for a USC quarterback. But I think he's pretty good, and and he'll keep the game close. But uh, Notre Dame proved in Athens they're a, a real good top ten type football team. So Notre Dame will win the game. Uh, South Carolina at Georgia. Uh, I mean, nothing really to talk about here, is there? Uh, I think in terms of the measuring stick. I hope for Alabama's sake, South Carolina has some level of success in this game. I would like to see South Carolina put up similar numbers to what they did against Alabama. I mean, I hope the score is similar. I hope the yardage is similar. Again, as a measuring stick, you can't do much into the transitive property stuff. We're going to say that every every Friday. But, uh, no, Georgia Georgia big. Let's hope it's similar to the Alabama-South Carolina game. Okay, saved a little time for these two. Oklahoma, Texas, probably the game I'm interested in the most that's not in the SEC, in, uh, meaning Three. Alabama, A&M, or LSU, Georgia, which we will get – LSU, Florida, which we'll get Florida. into in a second. But Texas, Oklahoma, I can't wait to see that at 11 o'clock. Yeah, great, great uh, matchup. Uh, we, we can foresee a lot of points here. I think Oklahoma wins the game because Oklahoma's proven to be the better team so far this year. Uh, Texas, I thought, might going into the year, maybe defensively, uh, might could win this game because they're better on defense in Oklahoma. After watching the LSU game, I'm not so sure that Texas is so good on defense. Um, I do think it's going to be pretty close. I'll say this, and I'm a huge, I'm as big a Jalen Hurts fan as any Alabama guy out there is, and, 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 and I, I want Jalen to do well, even though I'm going to be rooting for Texas to win the game. <laughs> I, this is the tight game where Jalen struggled at Alabama. True. I mean, Jalen put up – when people are saying, boy, look at these numbers. Jalen put up good numbers against bad teams. His freshman – he was SEC player of the year. He didn't He didn't win that award because Alabama just won the game by three points every week. Jalen put up pretty ridiculous numbers, especially for a true freshman quarterback. 
when he was SEC Player of the Year, the fact that Jalen is racking up good numbers against bad teams isn't really new. Now, Texas is pretty good, and even though their defense has has seemed porous at times, I mean, Texas's defense beat Georgia in the bowl game just last season. They obviously recruit highly recruited dudes on that side of the – this is the type of game where Jalen – didn't play well at Alabama and cracked the door for a Tua Tungovaloa. So yep. I'm not convinced Jalen will play great and Oklahoma will win because we've seen Jalen not so great in this format, in this situation. So uh, now that being said, I do think Jalen's improved. He's a senior now. He's not a freshman. He's not a sophomore. He's a senior. He has a great cast around him. I think Oklahoma wins the game by 10 or 12 points. Yep, they're favored by ten and a half. But one other uh, point, and I know you you've already said that Texas's defense is porous, and that's true. It's actually more porous than you think because they're missing three defensive backs that are all lost to injury from that LSU game or or since that LSU game. So yeah, I think it that's going to make it even more interesting. But this is a game where I think Jalen's going to do more damage with his feet than with his arm because I, I'm going to be interested to see if he has the green light to uncork more passes because at Alabama, that was one of the knocks on him was if one guy had open, Oh, I better start running. So let's, let's see if he does that LSU and Florida, um, who you pulling for and who you got? Well, I'm pulling for Florida because LSU is in the West. Uh, I would love, I would love to see LSU get a loss uh, being an sec West team. I don't think there's much of a chance of that, though. I, I, I think LSU wins this game almost comfortably. Florida can't possibly be good enough to, to, to win two huge games in a row back-to-back against West teams, and this one being on the road, LSU's way more explosive offensively. If, if Auburn was better on offense last week, Florida would have lost, but Auburn's not. Uh, LSU is. So I think Joe Burrow has another – I would say Heisman-type game. Florida's defense is so good. I I don't expect Burrow to put up PlayStation numbers because Florida's defense is too good for that. But I think LSU wins comfortably. I I think LSU is one of the best two or three teams in the country, myself. And I think they prove it tomorrow against an undefeated Florida team that uh, here I'm using market correction again. I I, I know Florida Florida deserves their ranking, and it's, it's impressive who they've beat. I just don't think Florida's that great, and uh, and, and LSU exposes them tomorrow. And LSU proves that they're a top-five team, while Florida is more of a team that belongs somewhere between 10 and 20. No, I'm right there with you. In fact, though, I'm going to go the opposite direction in terms of who I'm pulling for. I do think LSU wins by a boatload, um, but I'm going to pull for – LSU because I am actually hoping that LSU comes to Tuscaloosa undefeated and it is the second game of the century. I I want that hype. I want that atmosphere. I want that electricity. It's not Luke saying, oh, I always want to beat the best. Look, I want the easiest path to the championship just like everybody else. Um, You know, water always flows through the path of least resistance. Why can't we? Um, But um, but, as my some of my children, some of my million children are trying to call me. I'm going to have to uh, put them to the wayside, just like I always do. And, <laughs> and football to comes call first. Football Foot, comes po- first. This podcast comes first, damn it. But anyway, <laughs> I want the reason I really want 
uh, LSU to win is because I, I just want to be in Bryant-Denny Stadium with two undefeated teams and everything on the line. And I think if it, it, it'll help to as Heisman chances to beat a team like that, should we beat them? And frankly, if we can't beat LSU in Tuscaloosa with this team we have, then, you know, maybe we don't deserve to go to the SEC title game. And even if they only have one loss and we lose to them, then we still got to hope they lose again, which they probably won't do. So if all that taken into consideration, um, I understand it benefits Alabama more if if Florida wins for a couple of reasons, because it also may mean that Florida may be for real and Georgia may not make it to the SEC title game, which I'd much True. rather play Florida. But uh, I'm going to pull for LSU. OK, so we've got about 10 minutes left. We won't use them all up, but let's talk about this Alabama A&M game and what's your prediction? I think it's going to be a little bit different looking Alabama team. I think Nick is really good after an off week with uh, with with not wholesale changes, but with minor changes. I, I think some of the younger guys tend to grow up in the off week uh, because they work they work on improving as opposed to getting ready for the next opponent. And I think an, I think Alabama will be improved in some spots. The offensive line improves every week. Real interested to see what the line looks like with Landon Dickerson at center this week. Again, as we've said earlier this week in the podcast, watch the center snaps. I think that's been an issue for Dickerson. It's been a little wild with his shotgun snaps. Hopefully that's not an issue. Najee Harris has played better every week. So I, I think the offensive line and Najee have a bigger game than what we've been seeing. I think Najee has his first truly big game. I'm even going to say Najee goes for – right around 150 in this game. Uh, Tua and, and the receivers, to the surprise of no one, has, has another nice day. And Alabama racks up a lot of yards and a lot of points. If this game is close, it will be because of Alabama's defense. Can Alabama defense keep AM off the scoreboard? Uh, I think AM's offense is better than what they have shown. But, man, AM struggled to run the ball. That's going to help Alabama a lot. I think a and going to be a little one-dimensional. I think it's going to be Kellen Mond throwing it and Kellen Mond running it. And while dual-threat quarterbacks have been an issue for Alabama in the past, they've had a, you know, a, week, a week or longer to work on this. So I, I think Alabama wins the game 38-17. to And, again, a, a win that I'll describe as similar to the Clemson and Auburn games when they played a and Alabama will win handily or comfortably but it will not be a blowout and there will be times in the game where A&M has quite a bit of success. Uh, But 38 to 17, Alabama covers the number, but just barely. Uh, And uh, I I think the real MVP is Najee, even though Tua has his typical game with his uh, band of rideouts. Whoa. Oh, gangster Jimmy. I like it. (laughs) Um, But uh I, I look I, again. I, I've sort of predicted this every week, but I'm going to say 48 to 14. That's always the kind of score I go with. Um, I've been watching some old A&M games. They just have problems stopping us in general whenever we play them. And uh, I know last year Kellen Mond did go a little crazy. Uh, he had what a hundred yards rushing, maybe in the first quarter or something. I mean, something bananas. Of course, one of it was one big long run. Um, but I just don't see. How until somebody slows us down, I'm going to believe nobody can slow us down. And um, I know Landon playing at center is a cause for concern. That being said, if there's 
if, if this were some other quarterback taking those snaps, I would be concerned. I'm less concerned at the moment. I do think Najee has a good game. I do think 150 is a bit optimistic considering that would be about 50% of the production he's had so far this year. Um, But if he has 150, more power to him. I am in the mood of, hey, let's just let Tua keep slinging it around because this is kind of his year. And because – if you want to stay in the Heisman race, if Tua goes for 250 and three touchdowns and he's 22 of 30, people are going to look at it like, eh, you know, not a big day. Whereas in the past, we would have all run naked in the street saying we finally have a quarterback. <laughs> um, so I think Tua is going to have four TDs at least again. I think he's going to have 300 yards again. I do think Najee cracks – I'm going to say Najee cracks the 75-yard barrier, which is which is not bad. What – are you peeing? It's water. It's water. <laughs> it's the water jug. Okay. Oh my god! Are I was like, did pee? he just take the whole setup in the bathroom with him? <laughs> uh, I'll do that next week. I'll do that. I'll do that. We'll we'll do that uh, in the lead up to the national championship week on the podcast. What, what was we'll it? Broadcast was it from CB- the bathroom all week. Have you ever seen the movie CB Four? I don't think so. With Chris Rock. No, I don't think you so. You don't think so? Oh, no. God, Jimmy, go see CB4 right now. That's a classic. Now, it's right – um, it, Yeah, I mean, like, immediately. It's um, it's it's great. And if you you you'll it's your kind of comedy. And one of the scene one of the guys that was in his little group or whatever at some point had to be a guy that was uh his only job was to get like taking phone calls from people who were into some weird kinky stuff, and one of them one of the guys liked to hear other people pee, so he had to just spend all this time pouring uh a pitcher of water into a cup and and you know the it was just funny. So I didn't I make get, it can, sound all that funny. I made it sound very sad and depressing, but it's it's I'll, funny. So go see I'll end with that's a, an underrated movie. I'll end with a, a current story that will surprise no one that knows me, but may surprise some of you that don't who think you have to be smart to be a lawyer, but apparently. Okay, you well, wait a minute though. Let me let me tell you this, but before we get into a situation like yesterday, you have approximately six minutes. Oh gosh, no, this story's like one minute. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm not yeah, that big of I'll take that I'm bet. That, <laughs> I'm not that big of a water drink. I mean, I, I drink water. We have a fountain here in my office building where my law practice is. We have a a water fountain. I don't really use it very much, but in, in our little break room, all these years we've had a water cooler, just like the, the typical water. It's a giant jug of water that, that you, you put upside down over, over the sense of it's literally a water cooler. So you do a, a you know, the, the tip. Is that what they call it? Well, I mean, Culligan is like the number one brand for all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any brand. Uh, I don't, I don't see y'all, yeah, y'all uh, got Kent, a, Kentwood. Y'all went cheap. Y'all got, y'all got okay, a Culligan. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> that's right but anyway here's here's i guess because i'm not a big water drinker but uh I, and so the other day when i say literally the other day like a month ago i don't know what it was i was parched pretty pretty rare and i'm like i am so thirsty i will drink warm water so i took a styrofoam cup and for the first time in my life i'm not making it up for the first time in my life just a month or so ago <laughs> i poured me some water out of this water cooler deal using the dispenser and when I drank the water, I was surprised to find it was chilled. I'm like, how are they? How is it cold? It's just a jug of water. And somehow between when it comes out of the jug and it comes into my, they have somehow chilled it. And I'm like, this is, this is changing my life. So I have drank, 
I would say out of the uh, out of the water cooler, I would say I'm drinking two or three styrofoam cups of chilled water a day. And I'm like, where has this been my whole life? I probably could have been healthy if I knew about this. And people wonder why we have technological <laughs> problems with the podcast. I didn't you even are know. amazed that the, the <laughs> knockoff Culligan water cooler is literally called a water cooler. <laughs> it's literally called that. And I never put it's, two and two together. That's what it does. It cools water. And you are astounded that it now works. I am, I'm, still, I'm still not sure how it works. I'm just glad that it does. And the fact that this water is cool, I have been a water drinking fiend for two months going, dang it, it took me to 49 years old before I found out how a water cooler works. <laughs> You've just been drinking all these other soft drinks and other things, and, <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're, you're depriving your body of, of what it craves most, which is water. You know, we're like, what? 80% water as human beings or whatever. I, that may be off. I mean, if you're spending four water, or five bucks, I'm spending four or five bucks a day on something cool to drink for 40 years. <laughs> you, and your skin's revolting, you know, and getting ashy because you don't have enough, uh, enough water to hydrate yourself. And now you have this and you're like, Oh my God, why don't people drink this all the time? My, when my dad owned a truck company, my whole life, my dad was, a, he owned a truck company had about 30, 30, 35 big trucks in the company. And even when I was in college, Alabama, we were going to see Alabama play LSU. And my girlfriend, who is now my wife, was in the back seat. And uh, my dad is driving us over there. <laughs> we're about halfway to Baton Rouge. We got passed by a big truck. And my dad said something like, I better not catch one of my drivers, you know, driving that fast because this, this big truck was going. So that's what got us talking about the trucks. And I literally asked him sober and in college, how many wheels are on those things? And oh, he said, no. 18. Yeah, he said 18. <laughs> it's in the name. The wife looked at me and was like, did you just ask your father who owns a truck company and you growing up in a truck company, did you just ask him how many wheels are on an 18-wheeler? I'm like, I did just ask that. And then they laughed me the rest of the way. You know, and, and while we laughed at me for 30 minutes, you know, then I had to bring up, you know, he did answer the question. He said 18. He didn't go, yeah. what the hell kind of question was that? He, he, he said 18. And uh and that had answered my question. It should have ended right then and there. Um, <laughs> that is that it does remind me of a friend of mine one time who said, When is the fourth of July this year? And my dad quickly <laughs> said, It's gonna be right after the third. That's where they keep it. <laughs> and yeah, I know what he man. meant. He meant like, is it on a Wednesday or a Tuesday? Yeah, he, but that's exactly it, yeah. it's it's still pretty good. Like, when is the fourth this year? I'll be damned if they didn't move it over there right after the thirteenth. Can you believe it? They shifted it around on us. Um, okay. <laughs> We have well, just a few back. seconds left. I'm headed so back to the you, water cooler. I say 48-14. You say 38-17. Again, I've been pretty. I've been pretty close most of the games this year. The only one I really kind of missed was South Carolina. I've been pretty close on the others. And well, I so we. I didn't have Ole Miss scoring that many points. I, I nailed. I think Alabama's points exactly, but Ole Miss scoring how they did was also a surprise. And so we both say Alabama covers. So feel free to bet away with confidence, folks. Guaranteed. Um, we guarantee it's our wrong. lock of the year of the week. <laughs> and if we lose and you want to find us, you or if you want to get money out of our hides, call the locked on phone number, whatever that is. Uh, so, they, now they, they know to look for me by the water cooler. <laughs> He's that guy drinking that refreshing liquid. Go get him. Oh, it's, um, it's cold. It's cold. It's a miracle. <laughs> All right. Roll tide, everybody.
Roll Tide.